Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Monday. This is June 22nd, episode 941. How are you guys doing? I hope you're doing good. I hope to encourage you today. Today is Mailbox Monday. I'm gonna answer your questions and encourage you with the powerful truths that come from the word of God. Stick around. I think you're gonna be encouraged. So, wow, you guys, I feel like the world is, uh, if I if I get away from the news for a few minutes and just, you know, put some hamburgers on the grill and have all my kids over and watch a movie and tend to my plants, then I do okay. But then I go to the grocery store and I see all the crazy people in masks and then I'm not okay. And it kind of goes back and forth. Do you guys kind of feel that way? Have you kind of had that feeling uh, today? Today, I'm going to start, I'm going to take your questions. Uh, by the way, if you've got questions that you want to have answered at Mel Box Monday. The way to do that is to reach out to me, Heidi St. John, and you can do it by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. We also have a brand new, super cool, we're going to give it a try, a way for you to submit questions to us in a voicemail. And so I'm going to link back to that in the show notes today. You can record your voicemail there. And if you're articulate enough uh, and obviously, if you're kind and you have a good question, we could very likely play it on the podcast. So I want to just encourage you guys to do that. Uh, this is something that we're doing in conjunction with Anchor and uh, we're excited about it. So check it out. It'll be in the show notes today. But if you're interested in submitting a question or if you have a comment or just something you'd like to see discussed, go ahead and leave us a voicemail and we might play that voicemail on the podcast. So just kind of a new, super cool uh, way for us to connect with you and to encourage one another. Something I'm observing as I'm watching what's happening in the culture right now is that truth is once again in the cultural crosshairs. It really, really is. We saw this from a from a really sad decision that came down last week regarding uh, transgenderism and the use of uh, sex in culture uh, as this as this really disastrous and kind of, I don't know, tone deaf decision came down from the Supreme Court, which I'm not really sure what they're doing right now and trying to appease the mob. I don't know what's going on. But there are always going to be questions that come at us from the culture. And we want to be able to speak to those questions from a position of truth. For Christians, truth is always found in the Bible. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And so the questions are always the same, right? When does life begin? Does it begin in the womb? Well, abortion rights activists are going to say it doesn't even matter when life begins because what matters is your choice in the situation. So even if an innocent baby dies, according to activists on the side of abortion, Choice should be what determines the answer to the question. Does biological sex exist in the form of male and female? Well, transgender activists will look you straight in the eye and tell you that it doesn't. Why? 
choice, of course, choice, right? You should be able to choose whether or not to believe people are male or female, uh, even beyond the rare anomaly of intersex, right? And so uh, we know that we can, we are male and female because our creator said in Genesis 127, I made them male and female in my image. And uh, as a Christian mother, I'm always telling parents, take your children back to the word of God. You're going to see, and I am unfortunately beginning to witness this, many, many Christian leaders in the culture right now who care more about being accepted uh, by the culture than speaking truth into it. And so the questions get more complex. Does sin exist? Is there right and wrong? Well, according to many in the news today and on social media, no, right? We are being told that we can do whatever feels right from rioting and looting in the name of social reform to taking over entire blocks of cities and refusing to acknowledge that stealing land from those around you is inherently sinful. So if we choose to hijack a city, then who cares, right? Because we just hijacked the city. We had that choice to do. We've got a point to make. So we can absolutely choose to do this if we want to. This is absolutely happening in Seattle right now. Human beings are obsessed with choice. We really are. And sadly, we're literally surrounded right now by selfish, unwise leaders who don't want to be seen as standing in the way of this kind of freedom, even though you could argue it's not freedom at all. Never mind that it hurts and kills innocent life, as in the case of abortion, right? So we talk about choice, we talk about the culture, but as believers, we always want to come back to this, the foundation, that, that sure foundation, that solid rock, which is the truth that we find in the word of God. I am so thankful for the Bible. I'm so thankful for God's word. You guys, because we have access to the truth. We have access to the truth through the word of God. And because we have access to truth, we can also see when we're being lied to. Do you remember last week I was talking about how you can tell if the attack on our, on our world right now is spiritual or if it's man-made? And the devil is using men, obviously, but what we're facing is a spiritual battle. And I laid that out last week, so I'm not going to go back through it again. But sadly, many Christians today don't know how to determine truth because they don't know what the Bible says. So we live in a biblically illiterate generation of Christians, and it's having devastating consequences in the culture. When you hear a Christian Bible teacher tell you that you shouldn't go and share the gospel at a Black Lives Matter uh, riot or rally, whatever they call it, interchangeable, right? Then that Bible teacher has lost their way. The truth is, you guys, we have been in the middle of a spiritual battle that has taken direct aim at truth since the devil lied to Eve in the Garden of Eden. You guys remember this, right? You will not surely die. That's what he hissed at her. You won't die. Well, we all know what happened after Eve believed him, right? Death now comes to all of us. Listen, I've been a mother for nearly 30 years. We have always told our children that truth will stand the test of time. So long after those telling us that gender is a social construct and pulling the wool over the eyes of the Supreme Court and that sex reassignment surgeries actually reassign sex have met their maker, biological sex will still exist. Long after the last abortionist has torn the limbs off an innocent baby, God will hold us accountable for allowing this atrocity to continue. And long after the riots and looting are over, we will still be cleaning up the damage, both spiritual, emotional, and physical, because we have allowed people in the name of an unjust cause to do unjust things. 
truth exists. It's not relative. It doesn't change when our emotions change. And Christians should be champions of truth. We should defend it, learn to speak it. And you guys, even though your voice may shake and you might have your life threatened, can I just encourage you? Truth is worth defending. Truth matters. Truth exists because it is a person, not an emotion or a human idea. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. That's John 14, verse 6. And so, Father, today as we as we answer the questions from listeners and as we seek you and we ask you to show us what to do, I pray that you would help us to see past the lies of the adversary to the truth of your word. You said that if we need wisdom, we can ask it from you. And so, Father, we're asking, please give us wisdom. Fill us with the courage that is necessary to exist in a culture of lies. Help us to love people enough to tell them the truth and point people to the truth. Help us to point people to you. I pray, Lord, that we would do it wherever we are found, whether it's at a rally or a retreat. Help us to point people to you. In Jesus' name, I pray. First John chapter 3, verse 18 says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and with truth. And you guys, it has never been more important than it is right now. Truth is being censored. And I don't know if you've been watching this, but it's absolutely being censored online. I have been watching, I I listened to Brett Baer the other day uh, talk about uh, what's happening to conservative platforms who are being demonetized by the likes of Google, who owns what I've heard is that upwards of 70% of advertising opportunities right now for people. And social media is a dumpster fire, right? And you guys know that this is happening. And so you know that I have been making a very slow but deliberate attempt to move my platform to another social media platform. All right. And so I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to be posting videos there that you're not going to see anywhere else. And the thing I love about all social is I've got freedom there to speak my mind freely without fear of my post being hidden or censored or fact checked or removed. And so I'm going to encourage you guys, I'm going to start doing those videos this week. You can find me at allsocial.com forward slash Heidi St. John. Now, I want to just tell you, I'm not, I'm not just going to, you know, up and leave Facebook. I'm going to be trying. It's a lot of work, so bear with me. I'm doing the best I can. But my Facebook reach right now is about 10 million. It's very hard to move off of a platform that's that engaged and move an audience to another platform. But if you guys will create Uh, an account over there and follow me. If there comes a time when I absolutely have to switch, you'll know where to find me. And so I'm trying to build that audience right now. I also want to encourage you guys to find me at Mom Strong International. Uh, You can find me there where we're doing the Bible study and the scripture writing challenge. It's also a really cool way for you to support our ministry. And uh, like so many of you, we've been struggling these last few months. The Lord's taking care of us. And a lot of how he's doing it is through the generosity of listeners. And uh, one great way that you can support the ministry and get engaged and get blessed is by becoming a member at MomStrong International. It's about $8 a month. And I'll tell you what, your $8 goes a whole long way toward helping me keep my staff uh, moving here and producing the content that is bringing so much encouragement to so many people. Um, Okay, I'm going to go ahead and answer your questions. I've got a few minutes left here at the podcast. Again, we love to answer your questions. You can submit a question to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. This one says, hi, Heidi. I just started to go back to work after 18 years at home and then the Rona struck. 
Rona, that you? (laughs) She said, I want to homeschool my kids, but I'm feeling torn because my full-time job is at our church and I love it. After so many years of living paycheck to paycheck, it is so nice to be able to be contributing financially to our household. Is it possible to work full-time and still homeschool our kids? Okay, so this is a fantastic question. I super love your heart. I think you know what I'm going to say. Obviously, I work. All right, so I've been working for a long time. It absolutely is possible to do it. It's also difficult to do it. In our marriage, my husband and I have had a goal of one of us being available all the time for our kids. And so for most of our 30 years of marriage, that's been Jay working a full-time job outside of our home. And then, I mean, it's been many years ago now, Jay came home and we began to work together. But we have made it a point of having our kids with us. And so if you can do that, I think that's the best of both worlds. Uh, you might want to consider there's all kinds of ways. I mean, writing a blog, there's virtual assisting. Uh, We have been building a pretty strong community at Young Living. Something I absolutely love is, uh, is healing through essential oils. And you guys know I've been doing this for a long time. And so that's another way for you to make a living and be able to stay home. And so I don't want you to feel discouraged because I think there are so many ways to do it right now. You guys, the public schools are on fire. They're absolutely on fire. And if you are feeling like you're being torn between going to work, if that's what it came down to, uh, for me, if I, you know, supplementing your income is one thing, being the sole financial person who's responsible for your family is something different. And I realize that there are challenges all across the table. I mean, Jay and I have had many years of, you know, we called it uh, feast or famine. It was usually famine. (laughs) All right. But I will tell you that my decision to stay home and our decision to uh, struggle really financially, which is what we did for many, many years, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I would be loath to put my child in a public school. And I certainly would not put them in a school where they're going to be required to wear masks and social distance and have plexiglass all around them. You guys, we are watching our nation turn into a communist country right in front of our eyes. So much of what's happening around you, all of this stuff, which is why I keep talking about the masks, it's about control. It is about control. Education is not neutral. It never has been. It never will be. And so I always feel like our children are more important than whether or not we can contribute financially to our homes. I think our children are worth protecting. I think our children are worth even the struggle. I think they're worth the struggle. And so I hear what you're saying. I'm just going to encourage you uh, to look at ways that you can bring in income at home. There are so many of them out there now right now, especially thanks to the internet. And so I'll link back to some of those opportunities Uh, in the show notes today, but I'm going to be praying for you because I have been where you are. I know the struggle. The struggle is real. And I'm just going to be saying, Lord, is this what you want for this mama? And he's going to give you his heart and reveal what he wants to do. All right. So you can trust him. I love your heart. And I love that you love your job at your church also. And I'm just going to ask the Lord to speak to you so that he knows, uh, so that you can hear him and you know what do you want you to do? All right, here's the next question. As a Christian uh, and a white woman, I find myself angry at the use of the word white privilege. Mm-hmm. Get in line. <laughs> uh, I have seen it used and explained in ways where there is no bad intention, but unfortunately, I've also seen it used with prejudice. I have also been seeing people address white people through social media, even white to whites. Uh, who say that your privilege is showing. We hear this all the time, right? And where I dare say there is racism 
I see it happening toward white people. I know that racism is not something uh, any of us want in any way, shape, or form, and it saddens me and angers me, but mostly it confuses me. As a mom who desperately wants to handle this whole uproar like Jesus would, I want to help. I really do. But I don't think that labeling me as white privileged is the right way to help. I feel that all these labels are wrong. Is it wrong to feel that way? Please help. I need to understand. All right. So this is a very, very complicated discussion. Uh, You've had me, you've heard me have many of my friends of color on the show with me. Most recently, uh, Bethany Bomberger talking about uh, the, the agenda behind Black Lives Matter. You need to understand that these are agenda driven organizations. And they are, they are bent. I was going to say hell bent, but then I changed my mind, but now I'm going to go ahead and say it. They are hell bent because this is literally from the pit of hell into dividing us into labels. Uh, I saw a picture of two white people. I think it's so ironic. We think we're being helpful, but we're not right. I saw a picture of two white people standing up in front of a university last week and they had, uh, it looked like a, a man and a woman with two signs. And one of them was holding up a sign that said, when you don't see color, And then underneath that, there are like all these squares. Uh, You don't see color, like probably 16 white squares. Respected by police, all white. Murdered by police, all white, right? When they say you don't see color, you can't see patterns. And so then they put the the, uh, different skin tones up there and they say that those who are respected by police are light skin tones and those who are murdered by police are dark skin toned. And when you say you don't see color, you can't see the pattern. I think that's so interesting. I'm going to quote my friend Ryan uh, Bomberger because he's Bethany's husband. He's biracial, been speaking to these issues for a long time. Listen to what he said. He said, interesting photo and signs considering that the pattern that exists is the false one conveyed by our leftist news media establishment. It would be a pattern if only people of my complexion are harmed and killed by police. I will say that every life unjustly killed deserves justice. This current Black Lives Matter propaganda isn't it. This year so far, there have been 80 black people killed by police, but 152 white people. So much for the swatch sign. We never hear about the white people that are killed. Why? We never hear about the fact that 90% of those killed are armed with a deadly weapon. How about that pattern? Planned Parenthood kills more black lives in a day than police are accused of killing in an entire year. What about that pattern? He says, as a black man, I am 11 times more likely to be killed by someone of my own complexion, according to the latest FBI homicide stats. But the left isn't interested in that pattern. They've got racial division to cause, riots to stir, and victimhood to sell. Ryan is exactly right in saying that. And I think if you feel disturbed by what's happening around you, it's because something in your spirit is telling you it's wrong. And it's all right to listen to that. This idea of white privilege is is ridiculous on its face. Let me tell you what real privilege is. It is a real privilege to have been born in the United States, one of the freest nations on the face of the earth. It is a real privilege to have been found found by God himself and to have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. The greatest privilege in my life is the privilege I have of being a daughter of the King of Kings and knowing that this world is not my home. I am just passing through. 
the voices that would divide us, uh, men against women, right? This is what the feminist movement did, right? Hate, we hate men, right? And this is what the Black Lives Matter is doing. We, we, uh, we, we hate each other when that's actually not true. And most of you listening to me know that it's not true. You've heard me say, I don't believe we have a systemic racism problem in this nation. They're saying that there is systemic racism and they we, and if you don't see it, you're racist. And if you do see it, you're racist. And it's a lie from the pit of hell, from the father of lies to divide us. And I'm praying every day for more and more and more people, especially uh, people of color to come out and speak out against this lie because people of color actually have louder voices in this conversation because of the color of their skin. People say, well, that's not fair. It doesn't matter if it's fair. It's a reality. In the same way that women have a greater voice when we speak up against the atrocity of abortion. You guys see what I'm saying? I'm not saying that the voices are less valuable. I'm saying the culture is listening more intently in the conversation of race to men and women of color who can speak to it from a place of biblical authority and breathe life into the situation in the same way that a woman can speak about abortion and other women are more likely to listen. Of course, this isn't always the case. I've been to many pro-life rallies and I've been spit on even as a woman. You guys, the adversary is looking to to kill and steal and destroy. But Jesus said he came that we would have life and have it to the full. This is why the gospel matters now more than ever. I'm just going to encourage you guys, get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. The Lord of heaven's armies is at your side. I want to say thanks for listening. If you guys haven't left reviews for the podcast or for the books that I've written, I would love if you would leave reviews for that and support this ministry financially and by coming becoming a member rather at MomStrong International. We love you guys. We're praying for you. Keep praying for us and stay faithful. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. 